drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown, Detroit Lions, Marvin Jones. Stafford! Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, welcome to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast here on this Friday. Uh, this is Griff coming to you this uh, Friday uh morning and it's uh nice to talk to you guys uh schedules were hectic this week for Derek and I so getting the second podcast out he's been uh doing some other projects so uh I just talked to him said hey man let me fly solo for you while you finish some stuff up I know Derek's been putting out a lot of good content here so uh Derek finish up your stuff man and let me you know thank you for letting me fly solo on this I can hope I uh fill your shoes pretty well you know I'm doing one by myself uh, once again, it is Friday, so uh, TGIF, everybody. Um, it is getting closer to Christmas, but once again, here is the Friday weather report from Mr. Griffin himself. Um, it's supposed to be mid-40s this weekend here in Michigan. That's uh, nowhere near December-like weather for us. You know, the little bit of snow we do have will probably melt away, but that does not dampen my uh, love of the Detroit Lions. I mean, it is wintertime. It is getting near the end of the season, and um, and it's uh, actually going faster than what we thought it would be. Um, we all realize it's not quite the season we wanted wanted it to be, but there are some positives in this, and I'll touch on a few of those. But um, there's just some things I want to talk about, and I appreciate you guys all listening. Uh, once again, you know, you guys can hit me up on Twitter at uh, at GrifkaDKC. I know there's a few things I put out here and there, and um, you know, I'm going to be watching these last four games, trying to take the most I can, seeing where this Lions team's you know going to be heading next year uh, with the players that they'll be putting on the field, maybe some people that. Uh, you know, are kind of like on the edge there that uh, they may look to get rid of or may look to keep. We'll see how they play. Uh, some of the new younger guys looking to try to uh, get their feet wet with the team as well. So, um, once again, you can also call in uh, the line. Everybody knows that number. Hold on, everybody. <coughs> no, let me clear my throat there. <coughs> That's uh, 989-272-3484. Once again, call or text to 989-272-3484. I appreciate it. Derek, I wish I had your bell right here, and I would do uh, the cheap plug that you're um, 
that you always like when I do that. So uh, let's get started here on a couple things that um, that were on my mind that happened this week. Uh, the first one that everybody knows not, it uh, really doesn't pertain to the Lions, but uh, Ron Rivera was let go as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Now, um, I personally feel that Ron Rivera is a, a good coach, and it's one of those guys, like when it happened, I'm reading other Lions fans going, oh, bring him in as the defensive coordinator. Well, I mean, yeah, I would love that. I think Ron Rivera, before he was a head coach, he was a great defensive coordinator, and that's how he actually landed the position in Carolina for his prowess as a defensive coordinator. But um, sorry, Lions fans, I personally feel that uh, Ron Rivera, he's too good a head coach um, not to be on the sidelines calling the whole game plan for a team next year. Um, Everybody knows the first Monday after the season end, it's pretty much called Black Monday in the NFL, where uh, numerous coaches seem to get, uh, you know, fired. And I'm sure Ron Rivera will be on the uh, coaching list for a number of those vacancies. But um, the only way he's not going to be head coaching next year is if he decides to take a year off to either, like, you know, go in the booth or, you know, just, you know, get his bearings back before he jumps back into the hot seat as a head coach. Uh, Once again, I, I would love him as a defensive coordinator. I mean, you guys have heard me on prior shows. Ding, you know, talk about, uh, you know, what I thought about Mother Goose as the defensive coordinator. But um, I, I just can't see Ron Rivera, you know, kind of taking a step back and, you know, becoming a, uh, a defensive coordinator while there will be plenty of other um, head coaching positions open that uh, he'll get interviews for. So, um, you know, once again, I would love him on the sidelines of the defensive coordinator. Um, that's not even guaranteeing that, you know, Matt Patricia, you know, will, you know, get rid of uh, Paul Pasqualoni, but uh, Ron Rivera, you know, he's out there. I mean, love to see him on the sidelines, but I I just don't see it happening. Um, Another point I want to uh, touch base on here um, was uh, Blau at at quarterback. Now, uh, he had a, I I thought he played pretty well, you know, um, you know, first time out there, undrafted rookie quarterback. Um, You know, once again, the Lions traded for him at the end of the preseason, so everybody was kind of wondering, you know, what what we had here, considering you know Jeff Driscoll was the uh, original backup. So um, him coming out, and um, I know me and Derek, you know, talked about this on the last podcast. Ding, there, uh, Derek. Gosh, I wish I had your bell for me, buddy. But um, he really showed some stuff early on. Um, It was nice to see um, um, that they didn't pare down the playbook for him. That uh, Daryl Bevel, you know, kind of trusted him, kind of like like he did Driscoll. I highly doubt he had the same amount of plays available to him as you know if Matt Stafford was under center, but he did show me an awful lot as um as the uh, quarterback playing that game. He did look pretty nice. He had some nice throws. Um, I'm sure everybody heard the stat line as you know how hot he started out, but then as the game went on, his numbers decreased. Um, once again, I think the Bears made a few adjustments on him. You know, started playing a little tighter coverage, and um, I thought they brought a little more pressure as the game went on to try to rattle him in a, a little more. And I'm not, I'm not even quite for sure that the offensive um, game plan got a little more conservative as the game went on when the Lions had the lead. Um, it, it seemed to happen that way. It, uh, it, I don't think they went downfield. That you know, the Galladay touchdown early on, he, he showed some nice stuff there. But I don't think they really did any more plays like that the rest of the game. So um, I, I don't know if it was one of those things like, hey, we'll try to hold the lead. The defense was playing well, you know, well at the time. So I think they pared it down. But I do believe Blau has definitely earned a, another look. Um, 
So he's going to go out there this week and, you know, play Minnesota in Minnesota, hostile crowd. You know, Minnesota, I've always thought, had the best defense in in the conference. Um, I'll do that a little more when I talk about the game here in a little bit, you know, break it down for you a little more. But he could be a guy that has one of those careers in the league that he um, – he might be just a career backup. You know, somebody, if everybody remembers, you know, Todd Collins was that career backup, you know, for the Washington Redskins and the Buffalo Bills for a number of years. You know, Doug Peterson, you know, he held the clipboard for a number of years behind Brett Favre, and, you know, Brett Favre, you know, had that game, you know, played streak. So it was one of those things where he could be one of those guys. I don't know if he has the pedigree or is good enough to be one of those, you know, starting quarterbacks in the league for, you know, five, six, seven years. I don't know if he has that. It would be nice. I, I, I just, I, I'd have to see a little more. I mean, I know everybody knows. Listen to the podcast here. They know I'm a pretty conservative guy. With, you know, I always like to, you know, like Derek says, I usually wait a couple years before I really give a final say on how I feel about somebody. But you know, give Blau a chance. Um, he could surprise some people. Um, I, I'm not calling him, you know, Tony Romo because, uh, you know. I know I'm bringing up a Cowboys player, and a lot of people hate the Cowboys, but you got to respect what the guy did. A uh, undrafted free agent out of a small college came in, you know, was you know starting quarterback for America's team. Um, I know plenty of people that dislike him. I always thought he was maybe a little overrated at quarterback, but you know, you know, coming from where he came from, what he did, you know, with the, with that type of spotlight on him and how he progressed, you got to give you got to give the guy his respect. Um, Blau, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to ascend to that. But he could be the guy that you know he he kind of sticks around you know he's that you know you know the Sean Hill or somebody like that you know that like I said Doug Peterson, the guy that he's always on a roster he's he's always there he's he's a backup and he's very capable of leading teams to victories if the starting quarterback goes out. So once again I'm hoping to keep the game plan the same let him sling the ball around you know as much as he can. Um, it'll just be a, a tough game this weekend. But um, like I said I'll cover that a little more here in a little bit. Um, another thing that happened this week, um, even though he's on IR, carry on, did come back to practice. Um, I guess that's that's a good thing to see. And um, I know we talked about it last year, me and, me and Derek, on prior shows. Dang. Um, trying to prop you up. Trying to do props for you, Derek. Wish I had the bell. So, uh, But uh, carry on at practice. I always thought the number of reps a young player could get would only help him in the long run. Um but in in Carrion's case, um, if they were looking to bring him off the IR and try to get him some reps later in the year, in these last few games, I would just, I'm more like Aaron on the side of caution. I mean, I would look to maybe do maybe a quarter or maybe a third at the most of the plays that he was getting early on this year. I mean, Scarborough's been doing you know you know pretty well. You know, I feel so. Uh, I think he should get the bulk of the carries. You have McKissick doing his um little gadget plays and you know screens and you know quick hitters. Uh, Ty Johnson's still on the roster. Um, personally, I know I I thought he'd be a little better this year, so I'm slightly disappointed in him. But he is a rookie. Um, maybe he's just not picking up on the offense fast enough or doing exactly what uh, Daryl Bevel and uh, Matt Patricia are looking for him. So, but he's still here. He's got his quicks and. You know, I think he could be a, a, a fine running back on the team, you know, like a number three. You know, like I said, maybe even ascend to the number two position. But um, carry on, you know, just stay healthy. You know, if, if you're going to suit up and get out on the field, get a few plays, you know, take a few more hits. Once again, you know, just um, try to stay healthy. I, I still believe that you can be an important cog of this running game on this team. But um, 
you've had a couple significant injuries your first and second year. So um, please, you know, Daryl Bevel, Matt Patricia, just take it easy with the guy if you're really looking for this guy to be something down the road. Um, he's almost kind of starting to get that China doll, you know, you know, moniker, you know, that one that, you know, a lot of people were put on Matt Stafford early in his career. And look where Matt Stafford, you know, that street game streak that he had. So it's a little different with running backs, obviously. But still, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, if, if Matt Pat, if you're looking for this guy, you know, to be a cog, just, you know, just t- take it easy on him. Uh, maybe you just want to get him out there to get him some reps, you know, get some offensive reps, and you're not even looking to play him. You just want to, you know, I guess, you know, hopefully – you know, keep him abreast in the office, change, you know, any changes, any game plan strategies that Bevel's looking to do. So um, I, I did find that pretty interesting, though, and that was a good sign. Um, last thing I really want to touch on before I start talking about the game is uh, the play, uh, play of the boy, you know, um, you know, hey, oh, you know, sorry, Derek, man, I just can't do it as good as you. I, I know you're always like, do it with passion, you know, but I'm just like, hey, oh, that's the best I can do. Uh, I even wish I had the, the sound bite to go with it. But um, his first game in Washington, he had the interception. So uh, the team, you know, the, um, I believe Washington was trying to pick on him a little bit, and he, sh- he showed up. And um, even last week against the Bears, I, I think he showed up. He, he played. He played pretty good. I, I can. I can live with the way he's playing, um, progressing nicely. I'm almost kind of glad at this point that the Lions did not throw him into the fire right from the start. I, I know it's one of those things you always hear, like let him, you know, let him, you know, learn under fire. You know, put him out there, let him learn. And sometimes some players, when they do that, they they can lose confidence. Um, so maybe it was a good thing that, you know, they, you know, they got Rashawn Melvin out there and, um, you know, Justin Coleman, they let those guys come out there and play early, you know, kind of sat him down, let him, you know, learn some from some of the crafty veterans out there, big play slay. Um, and, you know, everybody knows I love big play slay. But uh, so hopefully it's one of those things where Slay, you know, kind of took him under his wing or Rashawn Melvin took him under his wing and, you know, kind of show, started showing him the ropes. And uh, it, he could be one of those things where, this really benefits us in the long run. Uh, obviously, I know Derek watches, we talk about all the time, Derek watches a lot more game tape on than what I do. I usually just watch the games. And um, and Derek saw, you know, AO as a, um, a third-round pick, and then he slides down to the fifth. I mean, even I was happy with that, you know, um, looking at just some minor clips. You know, I thought, you know, third round as well. But, you know, getting him in the fifth, you know, this it could be one of those steals kind of like we talked about. You know, in the next year or two, he could, you know, be one of those starting cornerbacks back there. And actually, I, I don't know if he's lockdown material, but I think he can be a lot better than what uh, we've had back there in the past. You know, Nevin Lawson, you know, somebody like that. So um, I'm pretty happy with him. And hopefully his gameplay continues to improve. Obviously, as uh, I say, you know, said it a whole bunch of times, you know, in, on prior shows, once, you know, you put a little, you know, you get some stuff on tape as opposed just from your college game, even the preseason tape, you know, teams are going to start to notice, you know, what you do well and what you might struggle with. You know, maybe you come out of your break too quick. Maybe you're not as fluid in the hips. Maybe your back pedal is not as strong as it could be and wide receivers can take advantage of that. So it might be one of those things where naturally, you know, as, as offenses adjust to him and try to pick on him a little more, Coaches need to help him, and AO needs to adjust his game to kind of make up for those um, um, deficiencies and improve those. And I'm sure um, 
you know, A.O. is probably one of those guys, even see him at Penn State, he really improved over his last couple of years. So, uh, you know, I'm, I might go with the assumption that, you know, one of those things that he's going to do that here in the pros as well. And like I said, I think maybe just kind of sitting him down early, not really throwing him to the fire and, um, you know, going out there and, you know, starting him early, you know, I, I think benefited him. I, it's You always hear those things like, the guy, you know, he's, he's, he doesn't lose confidence. He, he, you know, he's out there, he's playing, he's a warrior, he's he's tough. This ain't going to let him bother him, but he's a rookie. And um, learning, you know, new scheme, learning how to be a pro, you know, playing with bigger, faster, stronger guys, much more, you know, complicated passing trees than, you know, what you see in college. You know, like I said, just kind of sitting him down. It, it's, it definitely, definitely, I think, will benefit the lines in the long run. So, A, O, it's a... Uh, Nice to see uh, that that you're that you're doing pretty well early. Um, I'm hoping that you keep it up, and um, you're you know big part of this team in, in the years in the years to come. So uh, with those few things out of the way, um, I just want to start talking about Sunday's game here. Uh, once again, we are going into the we the Detroit Lions are heading up to Minnesota for the second meeting of the season. Um, I know the first minute of the season didn't go quite as well as everybody wanted. Uh, they were coming off that uh, tough loss to Green Bay, you know, short week from Monday night to or Sunday one o'clock start, and uh, Lions hung with uh, the Minnesota Vikings early, but ultimately in the end, uh, Kirk Cousins, um, you know, he uh, you know found uh, he found some confidence. And uh, I'm not saying he's never had confidence. I just, but everybody knows. I just think Kirk Cousins, you know, he he's not that great. Um, I just always thought he was just a very average quarterback. So, but uh, Kirk Cousins having a decent year, got to hand it to him. Um, but this is one of those games where it, it's going to be tough for the Lions. Uh, once again, I know the Minnesota Vikings don't have Adam Thielen, but they do have some. Still, they have some good, you know, offensive weapons on the outside, and even um, was it, uh, you know, uh, Stephon Diggs is out there. The guys, you know, guys quick as a hiccup and in. He can uh, he runs pretty decent routes and uh, he, he, I, he's fast. Yeah, I mean, to, you know, I'll just put it out there. He's fast and once again they're probably going to match Slay up on him and it'll be a tough matchup for him. Um, probably need some help over the top, even even with uh, with Wilson back there or uh, Walker. But I think Tracy Walker is probably going to have his hands filled with um, Kyle Rudolph, who's having another good year for the Minnesota Vikings, and um, Irv Smith, the rookie tight end out of Alabama. Um, he's having a good year for um, the Minnesota Vikings as well. So even if they don't have Adam Thielen, I know they still got Laquan Treadwell. I mean, he's not as he's not as, as fast, and I, I don't think he's that great, and he's the same one that we all saw the clip and. Me and Derek talked about it on the show before the Minnesota game. You know, going to Detroit, he was the guy who said easy victory or easy win, and and that guy's probably been a major disappointment. You know, based on where the Minnesota Vikings drafted him, but still, I mean, it's, it, he he's he's filling in okay for Adam Thielen and uh, Minnesota's game plans. You know, um, they're still scoring a lot of points with Kirk Cousins. You know, they just went out to uh, Seattle on Monday night and, uh, you know, put up some points. I think, if I remember correctly, they scored, what, 30 points against Seattle's defense in Seattle? Seattle's got a pretty good defense. So, um, that was, uh, it, they're, they're good offense. I mean, Dalvin Cook didn't have a big game. He did have a touchdown against Seattle, but um, he's a guy that runs pretty hard. I've always liked him. Liked him at Florida State. Liked him coming out of college. It's one of those guys I was kind of hoping the Lions would, would get in the first round. It just didn't happen. But he's a guy you just got to watch for. That he's, he's good. I mean, that's for lack of a better term, he's good. So, 
I'm not quite for sure where the Lions' defense is going to be, you know, trying to stop the run. Um, they, uh, I'd like to say they're improving, you know, Sean Hands back. I'm not for sure if Harrison, you know, Snacks Harrison will be playing this week. I mean, he will definitely be important. Um, Trey, um, Flowers, Trey Flowers, his game's improved throughout the year. I, I mean, Derek will, Derek will tell me, you know, I was down on him early on, quitting on him, thinking this was one of the biggest busts. You know, we gave this guy a lot of money. Where's he been? But uh, Trey Flowers, he has been, you know, kind of if, you know, watching the film, you know, rewatching it, he has kind of been the bright spot, you know, on that defensive line. He was, he's been getting some pressures and, um, Surely, I, I know everybody says he's kind of that quiet leader. He's not the rah-rah guy. He's not going to be the guy you're, you want to mic up during a game. But um, I, I think his game has really progressed nicely. It just we need a little more out of the defensive line, especially coming up against this offense this week. Uh, Linebacker-wise, um, uh, Tavai, you know, there's points still. You know, I realize he's a rookie, but there's points still where he still looks a little lost on the field. Uh, Christian Jones, we we've talked about this. Um, I'm not quite for sure what what he's going to be able to do. I, I can't see him covering you know any of the running backs out of the backfield. Uh, Jared Davis, you know, like Derek has mentioned, PFF last few weeks, you know, he has he's probably been one of the better defenders on the team. Um, I, I, I'm still waiting to see. I, I don't know if that's one of those things where Jared Davis is progressing into the linebacker that everybody kind of thought and hoped he would be, or if this is just kind of like a bright spot in the season. Um, I, I still don't think he's that great. I guess he has, I, he has to show me a little more, but um, his game is definitely improving. He has some nice blitzes here and there, the delayed blitzes, but still in coverage. Uh, we, we saw it you know, against the Bears, that one play where... Um, the touchdown to the running back. I, uh, the name slips from me right now. He seemed to have the guy, and he just kind of let him go to go blitz the passer. So once again, might have been just a defensive breakdown. He was supposed to let the uh, the running back go to a safety or maybe a, a, another corner on the field. But that's it's one of those things that it just always kind of leaves my head scratching, you know, with uh, with Jared Davis. Um, yeah, maybe I don't focus on his his you know, his good plays, and I'm just focusing on, like, the things that he's not good at, but uh, it, it, those those things that he's not good at just kind of seems to show up at, you know, key situations, but, uh, you know, he's making tackles, PFF has him rated higher, so hopefully he can be a big part of the run defense this week, and maybe the pass defense. Kennard's going to do what Kennard does, he's been getting to the quarterback here and there, um, solid, not spectacular. Um, so uh, it's one of those things that I, I wish he'd be a little more. I mean, when we signed him, I knew we weren't getting Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, Kevin Green, anything like that. But still, he has his ups and downs, and he's having a decent year. So it's it's going to be tough for the Lions defense this week up in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's brimming with confidence. They know they're in the playoff hunt. It's looking really good for them to be in the playoffs, but I think they still feel they can catch Green Bay even though Minnesota lost on Monday night, they're I believe they're only a game behind Green Bay, so they're still going to be looking for that home playoff. You know, even when Minnesota was in the Metrodome, it, that that was just a tough place to play. And I know it seems like the last few years the Lions have had some success up in Minnesota. We've seen them win up there. We've seen some last-second wins, overtime wins. But um, I, I, last year they really struggled. I believe what dude, it was Matt Stafford. It was like sacked 10 times that one game up in Minnesota. So uh, 
this week, it's going to be another one of those things where Minnesota's they got a good defense. It's it's going to be tough on Blau. I'm sure they're going to break Minnesota's defense coach. They're going to break down that uh, Chicago Bears tape and see, you know, try to find some chinks in Blau's armor. And um, obviously they're going to look to exploit them. Um, a lot of times we see Everson Griffin and those guys, they, get, they seem to just rush three or four and they get pressure <clears throat> on the Lions quarterback. It's some um, they they run some nice stunts that confuses the line's offensive line, but um you know ten sacks ain't no joke and they actually the defensive line for Minnesota had a pretty good game against them earlier this year in Detroit, so you know face and that was against you know Matt Stafford obviously seasoned veteran so he's seen a lot, uh, Blau hasn't seen nearly that much, so I, I I'm thinking it's just going to be really really tough for him. Um, Scarborough, he's he's gonna probably you know have to you know do the bulk of the carries, have a few more of those you know gadget plays to McKissick. Hopefully, Di Johnson can catch some stuff out of the backfield. You know, just to keep him on the field. This might be one of those games where Detroit's offense, instead of looking to try to go quick strike, you know, down the field, long bomb, take their shots here and there, like Bevel's been doing all year. I envision this more of a more of a conservative game plan trying to keep Minnesota's offense off the field. I mean, obviously Detroit's probably well aware of it that they're not going to be able to go, you know, you know, score for score with Minnesota. So I th- I feel they're going to have to put these long drives together, you know, hopefully, you know, come away with touchdowns, you know, take the three points if they're there, but it might be getting to that point where you just got to throw caution to the wind and you know try to try to get touchdowns at this point you know I, I believe you know smart coaching you know but we're kind of past that point you know the cat's out of the bag we all know that you know the playoffs are dead for the lions so go out there and just you know you know go for it on fourth down here and there fourth and short you know from their 40 or you know something like that you know just go ahead and do it you know, I mean, what do you got to lose? I mean, I, I'm personally, I'm, I'm, I always like. I know I said it before. I like it when the Lions win. I'm always rooting for them to win, even in bad seasons. You know, when people are like, you know, do what you can to get the best draft pick. I still always want to see the Lions win. I mean, I will take a lower draft pick, you know, just to see a W. And that's just me. That's just me being a fan. I know a lot of people feel other, you know, you know, other ways about that. They just want them to lose out, try to get the highest draft pick, but. You know, I always want to see a win, so I'm going to be pulling for them. You know, this Sunday, I really want them to do the best that they can do. I want Blau to, you know, I'm going to say ball out. I can't see him throwing up 40 points. <clears throat> I would like for them to at least be respectful or um, keep it respectful and be in the game. I know that they've been fighting hard. You know, all game, every game. I know that just sounds like rhetoric coming out of the locker rooms, but if you you watching the games, they do. They 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 fight. They don't they don't seem to quit. They don't seem to give up. You know, I know Derek's mentioned it before. The only game they were really out of it was that Minnesota game. That's the one they really didn't have a chance to win. They've been in every other game, so obviously this team is fighting. They just have deficiencies that um, are affecting you know the win loss column right now. So um, I guess. You know, I, no need really more to break this down. I guess 
just we'll go for a score here. Uh, please, everybody, you know, um, you know, go on Twitter. Hit me up at Twitter at, at GrifkaDKC. Give me a score. I know uh, I'll, I'll throw that out there. I know uh, Derek will do the same at some point. Or if you want to text it in to 989-272-3484 or um, just any comments about the game, please do that. And um, we'll we'll uh, be looking for that. And, um, you know, if it's good, we'll uh, we'll read it on the next podcast after that. But, um, you know, score up in Minnesota. I think they're gonna, you know, keep it close at least, at least up to half, and then um, Minnesota's gonna make some adjustments and you know probably pull away into the fourth quarter. And I hate to say it because, like I said, I want them to win, but I think it might be another big offensive day for the Minnesota Vikings. I'm gonna take this one. I'm gonna, you know, give this one to Minnesota and give the score probably 31 to, I'll say 31-16. Uh, I know everybody's like, well, it's a blowout. I can keep it close at before half, but you know, it, it, close at half, Minnesota pulls away in the second half. Uh, once again, you know, um, you know, Blau just a second start in a pretty hostile environment up there in Minnesota, and Minnesota usually plays pretty well in their own barn. So, uh, you know, um, it'd be another tough week for him, but hopefully, them once again, Blau continues to improve, and he could, you know, maybe be the backup somewhere, you know, down the road. Other young guys get, you know, some playing time, get their feet wet and uh, can only help us in the long run. So um, my point of view, it's just another tough, tough week for the Lions, you know, and at that point, you're just pretty much hoping as well, you know, if the Lions lose, you know, hopefully Denver loses, hopefully, or I'm sorry, hopefully Denver wins, Miami wins, you know, uh, the New York Giants win, the Atlanta Falcons win, all all those teams in front of them that uh, will help Detroit improve their draft position. Um, One last thing I really want to uh, touch base on, before I finish up here, um, and that is the the uh, proverbial coaches on the hot seat for next year. And we all saw the article earlier. That I think it came out uh, um, earlier the week of Thanksgiving last week, and it pretty much said, you know, per a source, that Matt Patricia will be back for the 2020 season. And obviously, reading on Twitter, people's comments, you know, <clears throat> here and there on Facebook, that uh, they're not happy with that. Everybody wants them gone, and you know chant with Derek I you know I, I know we talked about it on an earlier podcast where I kind of surprised him and I said you know yeah run Matt Pat one more year I just want a new defensive coordinator even if it's Matt Patricia just taking over the defensive coordinator calls and he becomes a defensive coordinator and the head coach I realize it's an awful lot of work for coaches to do that that's why they don't generally do that but Mike McCarthy, you know, everybody knows how I feel about him. I always envision the guy eating, you know, his chicken wings with chicken grease, you know, going down his, his chin and eating bratwurst and eating, you know, his, his liquid cheese over a microphone crying about how many calls the Green Bay Packers didn't get. But, you know, he was the offensive coordinator and head coach there in Green Bay for a number of years, and he did pretty well. So I guess you, you can't complain. It was just the last year or two that he gave up the play calling calls and him and seemed like him and Aaron Rodgers had a little bit of a, a tiff you know once again not a Packers fan here but um that's just from what I was reading so it can be done coaches have done in the past Mike Holmgren did it you know he did it in Green Bay Seattle I mean you know Bill Walsh I mean that was his west coast offense um I believe he had an offense coordinator but you have to believe he was the one calling the plays on that so I feel that, you know, Matt Patricia, I mean, everybody's seen me on Twitter kind of grilling the guy, you know, hey, defensive head genius, you know, defensive genius, where you at, where's your defense? I, I think it might be one of those things like, at this point, you kind of got to prove it. Um, I know I posed the question to Derek before, would, you know, Paul Pasqualoni be his undoing as um, as his defense quarter might cost him his job, but it does obviously doesn't seem that way. Um, 
Bob Quinn's happy, you know, or wants to at least get another year out of him. I think it makes sense. You just can't keep changing coaches every two years. You, you don't really get anywhere. And, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give him one more year, but next year it, it's going to have to be a short leash, really. If it's one of those things where the defense continues to struggle in the end and they're, they're blowing, they're blowing, you know, games where, I mean, every game this year they've had the lead and they just don't hold it. And the defense, you know, makes, you know, there's a player or two that really cost them with a broken, you know, a busted defense or, you know, missed tackle here and there. So this is one where I think Matt Patricia really needs to show why he, you know, how, you know, why he became the the head coach of the Lions. You know, he's a defensive guy, you know, improve that defense. One more, you you take over the play calling. Yeah, I, I would have to say your seat's not hot, but it's definitely warm going into the 2020 season. So, um, you know, make the adjustments. You know, we have another. I mean, I, like everyone says, we got another draft. You know, we, we you know go sign a few more players. <clears throat> the biggest thing is some of the guys they did sign. They they definitely need to take a step up. You know, Justin Coleman being one of them. He played pretty well early, but it seems like his game of late has really tapered off. He seems to be getting picked on a lot lately. Um, I just don't know if it's one of those things where if it's just. Uh, He's, uh, you know, kind of wearing down, being out there a lot, having a lot of snaps, or if guys, other offenses have kind of figured him out and they know what uh, routes to run against him. He definitely needs to take a step up. Uh, Rashawn Melvin, he was another one. His gameplay early on was really, really good, better than what I even expected. And his his plays really tapered off as well. You know, it's given, I believe he's been nicked up as well. That gives AO an opportunity to touch the field. But this is one where I think you know Matt Patricia needs to make some defensive adjustments. I know uh, Derek uh, listened to his podcast uh, that he put um he put some really good notes out there saying you know or not um you know saying we talked about it how uh, the it seems like we're just drafting guys that for defenses you know that used to be good you know those schemes that used to work you know five ten years ago. Um, Lions, be cutting edge. Matt Patricia, you know, show us your genius. Come up with something cutting edge. You know, something, you know, I, I know there's only so many schemes you can play. You know, come up with some dynamic blitzes. I, I know it's one of those things, oh, we don't like the blitz. We like to rush the three and drop the eight. But that's one of those things, like, show something a little more dynamic. You know, come up with something that, you know, surprises Lions fans. Like, whoa, other teams. We haven't seen that before. Wow, where'd this come from? You know, and... I'm sure it's like there's a lot of coaches that have seen a lot of stuff, so it's going to be hard to surprise you know people. But still, I mean, you're the you're you're a defensive genius, man. Let's let's see what you got here. Um, you know, Bevel's obviously come in, you know, taking over the offense and um, changed some stuff up. You know, um, they you know taking their shots downfield. So um, you know you know if if the defense can match it you know i know was it that coleman said this you know we're really close to being you know and it wasn't what do you say a fierce defense or a ferocious defense or something like that or terrifying i can't remember the acronym or the the adjective that he used but it's one of those things like when i read that i i had sorry you know i'll tell you you guys probably know it i probably scoffed i'm like really i mean you guys are more terrifying it's terrifying when you guys touch the field because i'm waiting for you guys to give up scores but Maybe it is a tweak here and there, you know, that Matt Patricia comes up with to improve this. You know, do that. You know, um, you know, make some of these non-believer fans. Me, you know, you know, kind of being one of them. I mean, I think next going next year, you're gonna have a really short lease with me. I might be on the same bandwagon with a lot of other people calling for your head. You know, saying get rid of him, get somebody else in here, somebody that knows something, because right now, 
I can see their point of view, and I know a lot of people can as well. But I'm just not ready to dump Matt Patricia. But his, his, his seat is definitely warm right now. Even if everybody's like, I, I read something today. If he loses out, does he lose his job? No. I mean, the team's fraught with injuries. I mean, in, at this point, if you're just losing out to try to get your best draft pick, I, I can understand that. So, and obviously, that came out. I, I don't know why you put out a vote of confidence the week of Thanksgiving, and then all of a sudden people are questioning if he loses out, does he lose his job? And we all know the proverbial you know, vote of confidence from either the owner or the GM. It just seems like the kiss of death, but I don't think that's the case here. Um, I, I, I believe Bob Quinn had Matt Patricia tagged from the, from the get when he became the general manager. Um, I think it was kind of one of those things where Caldwell's like, okay, you missed the playoffs. That's not good enough. We're gonna, I'm going to bring in my guy. I think it was almost he was kind of waiting, trying to get a reason, you know, for form to bring Matt Patricia in here. Well, you got him. So um, you guys put your heads together, get the players that you want. Um, you, there should you should have um, the salary cap should be a little more cap friendly. I know you don't have the most amount of space. I know there's some other teams that have plenty of cap space as well. So find the guys, target the guys, get them in here. Once again, if you have to do a sell job to sell them, you know, I know hope's not a strategy. I use that all the time at my job. We use that at my job. I'm sure a lot of other people use that cliche as well, but hope isn't a strategy. So, um, you know, drop some stuff, you know, to get these defenders in. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to use you. This is what we're looking to do. I know it's a little bit of a sell job, and they're pros, and they're probably used to hearing that. But still, even the pro athletes still like to have – their ego stroked a little bit. You know, they still like to be told, you know, this is how we plan on using you. This, You're going to be this. You're at this level. We're taking you here. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Bill Parcells, you know, he loved Lawrence Taylor on the field, and he still told him, we're, we're going to use you this way. And Lawrence Taylor knew it. He, he knew how good he was. But still, I'm sure Bill Parcells, you know, you know, had to stroke his ego every once in a while. We're going to use you this way this time. You know, dynamic. Give him something else. Give him something else. You're coming from this angle. You're not always coming from this side. Matt Patricia, buddy, you need to do that as well. You know, Lions have been living on hope, man. We're, it's like, you know, it's yeoman's work being a Lions fan. It, it really is. So, you know, I know your seat's warm. You know, I know you're head coach, and you're gonna, you know, put it out of your head. I know that's coach speak. A lot of people, I'm not worrying about my job. I'm just gonna worry about the team in front of me. But it is. I mean, there's a, a big groundswell to get rid of you. And I know I've used the cliche, and I know Derek has heard me say it. Was it? Um, they say to GMs, if you listen to the fans, you're gonna be sitting with them. But this might be one of those cases where if a team, if they don't show it. I know I know we've kind of, you know, said stuff about Martha on, on here, but she seems like the lady who's more than willing to, you know, okay, you know, firing somebody because it seems like if, if you watch that thing where she's talking about, you know, holding the Lombardi trophy, I think she really wants one before, you know, she's called away for lack of a better term. So, um, it, it's, it's Matt, Matt Pat, just give, give us, give us a reason not to be calling for your head. Drop some dynamic defenses. Make this defense the top 10 like we were looking and talking before the season. I mean, me and Derek both had had the lines at 12-4. and Yes, it's been a disappointment. Yes, the defense has been a big, big disappointment. So show us something. You know, make some changes. Get the proper changes. You know, you know, I I realize Mother Goose was your mentor and you have a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, loyalty to him. But there's a point where, you know, loyalty needs to be set aside if it's going to cost you your job at that point so Matt Pat I'm still I'm still with you 
but dude, it's it's getting really really hard. So just go out and you know show this team can you know ball out these last four weeks and uh, going into the next season. You know um you know like I said make the changes make this team that uh, that team that all Lions fans are looking for. Not just a not just a wild card backing into the playoffs. You get in the playoffs. No, you know like Derek always says. You know Derek. You know I I can when I talk to him about it, I can just hear it in his voice. You know he's just he's he's aching as 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 many other Lions fans as mine are just aching for a, for a home playoff game and a home win. I mean, we all saw, I mean, the one lone playoff game that the Lions won. I, I, you know, bringing it up, you know, Barry Sanders, Dallas Cowboys, you know, everybody, everybody, everybody's seen those highlights. Man, give us something else, man. It's like we're aching for it, okay? That's all it is. So, um, that's, that's what I had today. Um, I, I appreciate you guys all listening. Once again, <clears throat> hit, uh, hit me up on Twitter if you if you if you want to uh, say anything to me at uh, at Grifka DKC. Once again, calling on our line. You know what? Nine eight nine two seven two three four eight four. Once again, um, Derek Derek's on Twitter as well. He has a number of posts. Um, he has a lot of you know good good posts there that uh, you know makes you really think about this team. He obviously puts a lot of thought into his, his uh, tweets before he hits the send button. That's a wise man right there. So um, I appreciate y'all listening. And once again, um, everybody, I'll, I wish I could do it as well as Derek. But once again, drink it in, man. I know he has the sound clip. I don't have the sound clip this week. Um, Derek should be back with me. We'll do in the um, next week talking about the games, um, the the Minnesota game and. Uh, once again, everybody, um, have a good weekend, and uh, go Lions! Pack the bag, start the plane, this game is over! It is over! What a comeback by the Lions! Drink it in, man!